1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host, here, Joe Redman. Just letting you know that the Talksport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it
2: can't be stopped.
0: From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us. Cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs.
3: Egan's too dangerous to be left alive.
0: Power Book 4,
3: Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app.
0: Back for Arfield! What a Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal! From Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special.
2: Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's
1: the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from McCann.
3: Here goes Mike Conroy Still time for a winner
0: baby. John Francis They came to York in their thousands They're going home the champions
3: I mean if there's any justice in the world Burnley would surely score from this corner Swung right in there Ball in there yeah! Michael Kinnon Oh, that's justice. On! That is justice that they have experienced. BARELY a level and deserved to be.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest episode of the TurfCast podcast full-time show. For some reason, I'm smiling. I can't think why I'm smiling so much after Burnley got dicked 6-0 yesterday at, um, where was it, Etihad? I didn't say Bramall Lane then. That would have been um, a a, a, a topical mistake, a topical mistake. Um, But as research says... Up the blades, up the blades indeed This is why we're a little late I know Dave, uh, Solent Clarice if you're there This is why I'm a little late You can understand this time I was watching uh, the Sheffield United results um, And um, yeah, what is it? I, what is it? Ah!
1: Uh... <laughs> 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 you suckers! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> you silly, silly boy
2: <laughs> Beautiful, they give it so big on Twitter yesterday, did, didn't they? They created yeah. memes, they were loving it. We lost to the best team in Europe, they got the second best draw available to them in the competition, and they still it up. They were 2 1 up in the 75th minute, they were singing about going to Wembley, and now they're crying. Oh man, I've never celebrated an opposition team's goal as much as I did then, and that was absolutely. Beautiful Solent is in the chat, and he says he will cut me some slack because of the Blackburn game. Thank really? you very much. I do appreciate that. But lads, how are we doing? Neil, you're right, mate. Yeah, you? I'm better today. Yeah, very, yeah, very happy. Very happy. Uh Sam, you're right, mate.
3: Much better now, yeah. aye.
2: yeah. <laughs> and as as Joe Clark says, and suddenly. Everything is right with the world, and it is. It feels so much better today, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, um, we can't talk about the Horse Fiddlers all show because it is, it is a burly podcast. Um, <laughs> as funny as it is, and as much as I am going to go to town on, them on Twitter when this is finished... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. But unfortunately, um, we're going to have to talk about Manchester City 6-0. Berlin 0. And I have said on Twitter that we will be talking about the whole game. And we will be talking about the whole game. So I didn't get a chance to do a full-time show because I had my little <laughs> boy on my own um, sort so of effort. Um, but we will talk about it in this one. We're going to talk about the City game first and then talk about the whole game afterwards. Because the City game is going to be a bit depressing. Uh, and then the whole game will, will cheer us all up. Um, but my thoughts on the game, uh, before I get uh, all your opinions as well. I thought we started pretty well. Uh, I think the first 20, 25 minutes, half an hour, whatever, we were the better side. Um, We passed it out from the back at Man City. You know, we went to Man City and played the way that we want to play, the way that we do play now. Um, we were pinning them in their own half by pressing them pretty high and doing very well with that. Uh, there were some occasions where Haaland was getting frustrated because he, some of his other forwards weren't pressing to his standard. And then they started getting a bit man with Teller. They were, I won't say rattled, rattled a bit far, but they were getting frustrated with, with their performance and our performance. Um, but ultimately two easy goals for them. I thought uh, they were two, not, not necessarily poor defensive mistakes almost, but just switching off for half a second and then you're playing somebody like Haaland and as uh, Liam Warrington said on Twitter yesterday he's practically a Scandinavian lab experiment he, he, he's going to score goals he's, he's, he give him half a chance and he's going to score goals but um, it's one of them things I thought we played very well I do thought we'd give a good account of ourselves for the first half uh, second half we just we just switched off I thought second half was very poor someone said to me today like, oh, we were alright in the last 15 minutes though like, yeah but City had won it then it were already 6-0 weren't it I was getting text messages like are oh, you leaving early? you might as well leave early now that's how bad we were Um but yeah, I thought first half we did very well, played the way we wanted to play. Much more enjoyable playing that way at City. I was sitting back and expecting the defeat, uh, and ultimately we lost even by even more. But it was much more enjoyable. Um, but second half just felt all much of a muchness, similar sort of thing. Neil, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I thought we started well. I, it sounds a bit daft saying it, but I
0: wasn't that asked. For me, it was just a free hit. The, the best yeah, team in the I know country. What you mean. There's team, there's teams that have been dicked by them who are better than us. Um, and everyone, all the championship clubs given us grief yesterday. We're the best in that league. So imagine what they would do to you like you played them. So it was a free hit. I thought we handled ourselves all right for the first 20 minutes, but they've got that quality and that's what they can do. And um, yeah, I thought I thought um, Peacock Fowl should have done better for the first goal. Yes. But Harlan's that quick that you can sort of let him off a bit. But I mean, I know um, Liam calls him a, a lab experiment. I call him a boring robot because he's just... That's just it, isn't it? He's not flair. He's just that. It's just a boring goal robot. He's just a freak, and they'll do that to every team, not just us. I thought we did all right, and it's a good marker of where we're at, ready ahead of next season. I think company would have learnt a lot from it.
2: Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? There's some some of the stuff he's said since since the defeat in his post match um, interviews is that learn, We'll take it on the chin, and that when we got dicked at Sheffield um, United, that's exactly what we did. We learned from it. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I expect us to learn from it again. Uh, Sam, your thoughts?
3: Oh, we're a bit disappointing on it, really. I mean, regardless of who it is, you know, wh- whoever we're playing, I don't care about any past result. We've played so well this season, and you know i can I, I completely i completely understand that narrative like i'm not even taking it away like we are playing the best team in the country by a country mile we you know we, we played a team that cost you know our team cost about what were it 50 million compared to theirs their entire squad that cost like a billion plus like th- there is a there is a a very evident bridge in finances quality whatever but six nil is just—it it, was like watching. Like I, I agree, the first twenty-five minutes, okay, you could argue we played quite well. You know, um, got forward well. You know, had a had a couple of half chances, but it's just so disappointing to lose six nil. And that and that and that first goal, where I agree, they looked like they were not rattled, but they looked like they were a bit shell shocked at how how difficult it was to win the ball back from us yeah. how much how in. In their face, we were that first goal for our two centre halves to break the line of the back four and step out as far as they did and leave that much space in behind was absolutely criminal. And then from that from that moment on, we just we looked absolutely flabbergasted.
2: Yeah, I think the second one as well, we were so high up. And I know that's why we do it these days. And I got, not stick on Twitter, I always I say that every week, I don't necessarily get stick, but sometimes people disagree. And I, I just felt that like we were too high up for that second goal, especially like we've just conceded. There were, what were they, two minutes, 40 seconds between the two goals? Just just relax at this point. We just went straight into the mentality of play our way and stuff like that, which, you know, I I, 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 I like the fact that we do that. I just felt that like we were too high up uh, for that second goal. And I just felt like we could have just sat back a little bit more. Um, Neil, you mentioned Bailey already I yeah. have no desire whatsoever to watch the goals back uh, for obvious reasons um, but when I saw it on the game yesterday I did think he could have done a bit better with that first one they showed the replay about so many times as well on the screen yeah, screens.
0: it was his reading right. of the game If any, it should have come out quicker it should have come out a lot sooner it was obvious where that was going and if you've got yeah. Haaland running at you you come out quick you, he's, he's, gonna, he's, he's 99% going to score anyway so make it as hard as you can for him and he, just, yeah. he was too slow coming out Everyone could see yeah. The mile if that ball was coming in.
2: have yeah. um, a lot better. He's got a lot of stick on Twitter as Bailey. I think. I mean, it's it's throwing him into the 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 deep end, is not it? At City, uh, in a way. Um, but I do think we'd have been stronger with Mjoric in there. And it is Sam. It's his it's his distribution that let me down. If I'm honest with you, Bailey. I, I don't want to criticize yeah. it too much because it's Man City. But there were so many occasions where it was distribution that let him down, rather, rather than rather than the saves. The.
3: You know, scoring goals is what City do. You have you have mm-hmm. to take that on chin and just think. You know, any goalkeeper, Premier League goalkeepers, World Cup winners concede goals to City. Don't make a difference. Anybody can concede goals to him. His distribution yesterday was absolutely shocking. It was absolutely terrible. Like, would have been better with with my grandma in goal playing ball out. It was honestly, it was shocking. Like when you go from Murich, who can literally get us back to front within milliseconds, give Teller the ball in behind, play it out wide to Matson. He literally kicked the ball out of play about eight times in a row. I was so disappointed in him yesterday. I, I have to admit, I, I, I appreciate playing City and con, uh, conceding six. Uh, teams do it. It do not make a difference. But so it, it just felt so disappointing in... In the moment, seeing all those situations where you know we've just won the ball back, it's taken us ages to get the ball back. You give the ball back to Bailey, he plays ball out. It, it was just really frustrating. So, I, I was a little bit disappointed in him yesterday.
2: Yeah, as uh, research says, it says for me, it puts it in a lot of different comments, mate. If you could just put them all in one, it'd be much easier to put him on screen. It says <laughs> for me, my issue with Bailey was not the goals it was him trying to play diagonal to the fullbacks three times in a row and kicking it straight out of effing play, which is pretty much what we've all just said. Um, So yeah, spot on there research. Um, But yeah, uh, I said on the 62nd review yesterday, I would have personally gone full strength. I know a lot of people disagree with me on this because these lads got us to this far uh, and it's good man management from company to get, give the lads that have got us there the chance to play in that uh, competition. But I, I, it's like I know it's not a test of where we are now because we're not going to be at city's, city's level. That's that's fine, but it, it was a good test. A good test to see where we were against the elite, and I felt we would have given a lot better, of, um, what's the word sort of like representation of ourselves um, if if we played our full strength. Sam, what would you have done? Are you happy? Company went. I mean, hands a wonderful thing. So maybe try and look at it without hands which I know is practically impossible. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um. Would you, have, would you have gone full strength or do you think he's right in picking the lads that got us to, to the quarterfinals?
3: I think if you're going to do it, pick one or the other. I think either go full strength or, you know, give people a, a proper go. I thought it was too mix and match for me. Like, it was like a mixture of like, you've got Zaruri, who's a regular starter. You've got um, Cullen, regular starter. Then the majority of the back falls are the same, but then he throws in Aldakil. Okay, Ekdal might be injured, uh, might have had a knock. I don't. I, he went in the. He went on the sub bench, was it? he?
2: No, I don't think he was. I, no, I don't think it. he was. Off my well, head. Well.
3: And then obviously, I mean, you know, you go, you go with Lyle Foster up front, which instantly becomes a gamble because um, I, don't, I don't want to sound too harsh, but he just he does not look a good footballer. He might be able to score goals, but he just doesn't look a good footballer. Like We had such a glorious chance in the first 15, 20 minutes at game where we won the ball back high up the pitch and he had the opportunity to slip a ball through and he didn't and he took the ball and then he ended up cutting back and cutting back and then played it backwards and the chance were gone. And I I just think I'd rather have seen like Cork and Barnes from the start, give us a bit of structure, give us the stability Stick with stick with what we know. It was just a little bit too mix and match for me. It, it was like putting some players in that play every week and some players that you're giving a go because it's the FA Cup. And for me, that doesn't work because it's a team that's not gelled together. It's a team that's thrown together. So, yeah, not I'm not knocking it because, you know, it is the FA Cup and you've got to try other players out. And like you say, Neil, it's not everybody kind of went into the game you know as much as we were talking a good game like oh it'd be brilliant to beat him and stuff like that, the chances were that we were going to lose the game anyway like they're the best team in Europe so uh yeah that is my thought on that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah no I like it I like it when you go off on one well like that Sam it's always good uh Nia what would you have done are you, are you happy you went with them with them lads or, or would you have gone full strength
0: No, I think I said last week or whenever we last did one of these, I'd have gone full strength purely because if he is going to use it as a benchmark, then he needs to go with our full strength just to see where we're at. He keeps talking that we're the 21st best team in the country. We're not first in the Championship. So for him to see how much more progress we can make with that team, he should have put the full strength out. Um, And and having Muric in is a key part of how we play. So I was really surprised to see um, Peacock Farrell playing because I thought he'd go for Muric just to... See how that system works at that level. Like I say, I know we're not city level, but that's how we're going to have to play in the Premier League. So let's see how we do.
2: Yeah, definitely, it's such an integral part to, to how we play, isn't it? it, it is more it? Bailey's not up to that standard with with the ball at his feet. I, th- I think I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I'm, I, I do I do feel sorry for Bailey because he's played for us twice at the Etihad now. Uh, he's conceded eleven goals. I think it were five 0 the last time he played there. Again, no desire to check it. Um, but, um, I mean, Solic makes a good point. I dread to think what the psychological damage it would have done to Muir if he conceded six. Well, they conceded five at Bramall Lane and got better. Um, but again, that I think he had to get better after that because we've highlighted some of his weaknesses yeah. in that game. Um, you mentioned Aldakil, Sam. What did you think of his performance?
3: Um, it's a weird one, actually. I... I a lack of experience clearly showed in the game um, with being able to mark a top striker because um, because he is. I mean, the thing with Haaland that is absolutely unbelievable is his ability to come feet because they, they mentioned it in the game and I thought it was spot on because nobody ever talked about that in Haaland's game. His ability to drop deep into yes. a CDM role, like a psychological thing for centre-halves to almost think, oh, he's dropped in. And he's got the pace to literally go bang and he switched. And now you've got to to focus back on him again. And he makes it so difficult because of his aerial presence, his his strength on the ball and off the ball, his ability to be in the right place at the right time. He has the best striker's IQ in world football. That's always going to be difficult to deal with. So you have to take a little bit of pressure and a little bit of, of opinion off of Aldakil there because he's coming up against the best striker in the best form in world football. You can't argue with it. It's just, yeah. it's just black and white. I,
0: I genuinely don't think there's been a striker in the Premier League as good as him in the history of it. So,
3: tough task. He's absolutely ridiculous in everything yeah. that he does. So, you have to cut some slap to a young kid who's been thrown into a team, like I say, a bit of a makeshift lineup, and 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 ended up, you know, coming out on the wrong side and not looking particularly at his best. But... These players have the ability for improvement. Like you say, they've improved all the way through the through the season anyway. We lost five, two to Sheffield United and then got better and went on a, a run of games where we didn't we didn't win. It's it's hard to see us not. I think that, that, that in fact that comment's literally just what I was about to say. Like it's hard to see us not in control of a game. So yeah. when we have ball playing centre halves and when we have you know a ball playing goalkeeper and fullbacks that like to receive the ball out wide to a team that can press as well as City the The system kind of starts to fall apart, and especially when you have the players of the quality that they have, it just makes the whole system a lot more difficult to stick to. So you have to cut some slack to everybody at least for one week playing Manchester City. It just it is what it is. Take it on, chin. Yeah,
2: yeah, fair. Enough. I, I agree with that. I think it's he's got a lot of criticism as Al Al Dakhil on on um, on Twitter, as did Bailey. But I think it's it's harsh to judge these lads, especially Al Dakhil, who's not been here long. He's young. Playing against the best striker, if not the best player in world football at the minute, who just cannot stop scoring goals. He scored four, was it against Leipzig, on mm. on, on Tuesday or Wednesday? He got five, didn't he? Was it? Did he get five in the there? Oh yeah, because yeah. he got subbed off, winded. Yeah, they yeah. He either got a double hat trick, didn't it? Yeah. Um. It's it's just it's just it's just it's, just, it's harsh to, to judge him on that. But as research does say in the comments, where is it? There it is. Um. He was composed in moments and had some really good moments, but again, he looked a little bit exposed in other moments. But then we go back to the fact that it, it's harsh to judge him in these moments against um, the likes of Haaland. Neil, what did you think of Aldakil? Similar sort of thought process? Similar thing,
0: yeah. I don't think we can be harsh on any of the players, to be fair. they We've said it already. They're the best team in world football at the minute and and we're a championship team of young players. So we just need to just lay off them a little bit after that match if that was against Sheffield United or Burr, then fair enough got a town on them but these Premier League team struggle with that Vincent Kompany himself and his prime would struggle with, deal with, ha- with, with to deal with Haaland. so we've just got to cut a bit of slack with that I think but I think I tweeted out yesterday that this must be how the rest of the championship feels when they play us genuinely yeah. so yeah. it's just a bit of perspective really And it's,
2: they're the best team in the world let's just give the lads some slack Yep. Fair enough. Um, I know you both touched on Haaland then, but I I don't normally do this as well um, because I don't normally give a toss about opposition players. But as the first time, obviously, any of us will have seen him live in the flesh unless you've gone to a Man City game or whatever. Um, And I know a lot of people will sometimes complain and say, oh, well, you know, he scores goals, but he might only touch the ball ten times in a match. But there's stuff that he does off the ball... Was fantastic, weren't it, Neil? Like it's as Sam yeah. mentioned, constantly dropping down into the CDM role, and then, this is and it. Then, this is what he's about. So I was saying, it's the movement. It's just yeah, class. exactly.
0: I wasn't. I wasn't there because um, you know what's going on in my life. I can't go to every game at the minute. But um yeah, I, I was watching it with the father though, and I said, Harland is. It, is you'll never see him get the ball and go on a halfway line run or do a Ronaldo sort of step over and, and shoot. He's just. He's, an, he's like a bit of a throwback to his position. He's always in the right place at the right time. He can read the game. He knows where the ball's going to be and he makes sure he's there. And he's got that sheer strength and size to just batter his way through a crowd and get to that point and get the ball in. He's just a, he's just a machine. There's, there's, I personally think we've never seen a striker like this in the Premier League. And we've had some good strikers. I think he's potentially going to be one of the best we've ever seen.
2: Yeah. Sam, someone put in the comments earlier or ages ago, so I'm not gonna scroll up and find it. Will he score more goals than Ronaldo by the end of his career? Cristiano Ronaldo? Um oh,
3: I I'd say no, personally, because I just think Ronaldo has has done it at a level. He's done it at a level where the goals he was scoring and the array of goals he was scoring, okay, Haaland right now is having that se- that kind of season and he did score a lot of goals for Brescia Dortmund but not like this, like not five goals in a game, not like, you know, he was scoring goals, he was scoring, he scored four for Salzburg and teams like that but but for me, Ronaldo's done it over in a number of years, it's really hard to, like, it's a hard question to answer really because Haaland is so fresh right now, you never know in a couple of years, he might lose a bit of pace, he might, uh, you know, lose a bit of physicality, change his game. What Ronaldo did was he went from being a pacy winger, cutting in, scoring from anywhere, to a focal point cent- a central striker who was amazing in the air, had the best finishing ability in the world, scored penalties at will. Like, he adapted his game so well, I, I don't feel like we'll see Haaland adapt his game too much over, over time, to be able to still score as many goals as he has done into the age of 38, but I, I personally, I like Ronaldo anyway. So, no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's if, if, he, if he maintains this and has got got very good chance, but then how many footballers do you see like knocking on the door of Forte is still doing the level mm-hmm. of, of what Ronaldo did up until all right? I know he's still scoring his goals in the Saudi Arabian League, but you know, it's not really a decent level. Um, We've got solid, you, you sorry, what's that, Neil?
0: I could do that. I could score in that league. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah um but um yeah, as soon as most footballers get to the age of 32, 33, they start deteriorating. look at Rooney would you know, see, I, of a house at the time you see,
0: I, I think Haaland's going to do it because I think the uh, and it's it's difficult. It's, I know it's a funny thing to say, to me, but I think the quality of the Premier League isn't as good for for what Haaland's mm-hmm. playing against as it was for what Ronaldo was right. playing against. The level of yeah, I agree competition that. that Ronaldo had to play against. He had Arsenal at the peak. He had Liverpool, who were on the way up. He had um, Chelsea, who were at their highest sort of level. Um, you know, we had Barcelona, who were top. Real Madrid, who were top. And he did it against all of them. Whereas there's not that level of competition at the minute in the Premier League. I don't think so. I think so. That's why I think he might
3: get the goals because he's just like you are. You are absolutely spot on when when you talk about the quality of the Premier League is like just just look at the abundance of strikers that he was up against like he was up against like Drogba, Fernando Torres, you yeah. know, Van Persie, all these amazing strikers. It's literally Haaland and Kane really and yeah. then a couple of others. Like with with Haaland, like he is a machine, but is he is does he only work well if the system is orientated around him? My my thing with City is They are, and this is just my own personal opinion, and I don't care what anybody says, Man City, for me, are one of the most boring teams to watch on the planet. You watch Super Sunday, right? And it's so boring, because, I mean, you work for a bookie's, Joe, fucking every every single bet that you put on might as well be a a dud. You put over four and a half goals, it's basically like evens. You go for any, Harland's have a shot on target, below evens, you get about a penny back. It's not even worth it. And every single game they go into it almost guaranteed to dominate the game because they spend over the odds on players that they, they, they spend so much more money than and, and they do rightfully so, they do absolutely get the credit that they des- deserve when it comes to how they play football. But this season they absolutely bore the life out of it. They get every decision because they just roll on the floor all the time. Phil Ford and got tackled about nine times in twenty minutes, and I only think one of them were a foul. Like, they just bought life out of me. Sorry, I had to say that. No, I agree.
0: Yeah. Pep's teams have always bored me. His Bayern team bored me. His yeah. Barcelona team bored me because it's just this, well, we've got the ball, we'll keep the ball for 90 minutes. It's, yeah, it is a bit boring, but it's effective. Yeah, it is. You are right.
2: Yep, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think I think when Liverpool were at their height, they were more entertaining to watch. Like the mm. the Press and Jürgen yeah. football sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been on screen for a while, but Sonic Clarence back doing his stat role, And he says, Harland, four shots on target and three goals. He only touched the ball 19 times. That just goes to show that what we were all saying earlier about some people, when you're watching him on TV, because you don't see the whole game, you only see what the camera's focusing on, which is nine times out of 10 the ball or 99 times out of 100. Um, You don't see his movement. You don't see what what he's doing elsewhere. Uh, But watching him live, I thought he was fantastic. And I've seen him live now and I've seen Ronaldo live um, a couple of times. saw Ronaldo live at the UEFA Nations League and I saw him live once against Burnley when Eric Peters pocketed him. Um, but I've never seen Messi alive. But Haaland is, is is absolutely classy. He's fantastic. Um, going back to the Burnley side of things, um, Sam, I think it was you who already mentioned Foster. I do want to talk about the Barnes-slash-Foster sort of role because I thought Foster was okay yesterday apart from when he had the ball. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, he, he's, he made the right runs. He did the right things. He held the ball up well. But then when he had to make a decision and make a pass, like you mentioned that one where he, if he'd have played, I think it was Vitini or through on goal mm-hmm. would have been through, but he, he ended up turning around and giving it to Markson, which was a wrong pass. I think there was another occasion where he could have got it to Teller. Um, and he just slowed the game down. But then when Barnes came on, I thought Barnes didn't offer anywhere near as much as what Foster did in the first half. But yet Foster was frustrating me in the first half on the ball. But I was watching him off the ball and thought he was doing pretty well. Um, You've already mentioned it briefly, Sam. What were your thoughts on the Barnes slash Foster sort of like role up there?
3: Um, it's it's weird because like I, I, how everybody for us seems to have hit the ground running. I don't think Foster has. I, I, I really don't. I don't think he's I don't think he's come in and showed the best qualities that he's got yet. I think that's still to come. I think we're still waiting to see the best version of Lyle Foster. I think one of my main things is as as bad as people might think Barnes was, at least he had a shot. Like, you know, at least he had a shot near end of game. Like for me it's with like with Lyle, it's it's a little bit like, like I, I compare him to Andre Gray. Like, Andre Gray got the goals. Shut up. Andre Gray got the goals. <laughs> but um, he wasn't a good footballer. He just really wasn't a good footballer. He didn't have a first touch. He couldn't really carry the ball. He couldn't play the ball left and right. His ability to press Lyle Foster yesterday was incredible. He was, at, yeah. he was in the face of the centre half. And I think we had a tactic. Uh, my dad mentioned it through the game where... I think we were told not to press the keeper, allow them to play out from the goalkeeper and let them balls up the ball out and we'll pick the ball up and retain it and we'll recycle it and bring it back through. My my thing my thing with Foster is I don't think he offers nearly enough on an attacking side of the game. Uh, that that opportunity where we won't ball back and then he didn't play the ball through and then what he did afterwards was just like, he got into the box, turned back and played it to Cullen and then we played it to Matson, and then we ended up going all the way back like, I just don't. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I'm, you still have to reserve judgment. He's only been here like a short space of time, but I just don't think he's hit the heights of the rest of the players we've brought in just yet.
2: No, yeah, I agree. And uh, the comment on screens uh, from Harry says took Barnes six months to get used to the system. Mm-hmm. Think Foster deserves more time before people get critical of his performance. I completely agree. I do agree with that. I just sometimes I think his decision making is wrong, and that will come as he plays in the system more and he gets used to where players are. Um, but Lee Greenwood says the jury's out on Foster. I just don't see a good player. I hope I'm wrong. I'm I'm of the Harry sort of like thinking. Just give him time. I'll start criticizing him yeah. this time in six months. Well, not six months, mm. uh, when they start of next season, if he's still not doing it. Uh, Solent Clarence has come in there with the start again. Foster touched it 13 times with 66.7% pass accuracy, I presume that is. Um, Barnes came on and won three aerial duels touched the ball 16 times with 77% a- a passing accuser. Um but Neil your thoughts on Foster and Barnes and how they fared in that role
0: yeah the struggle I think um, I think I said last week with Foster if you think how long it took for this for the team to gel at the start of the season and he's come in, in January he is about six months behind it took them a few months to click said it last week that we had that, that match where a lot it, is it the day it all clicks today is this going to be the day it all clicks yeah and he's behind that a little bit so he does for me but I personally if he wasn't going to play Barnes from the start or he wasn't going to or he was going to put some of the second string I personally would have gone for Obafemi yesterday because mm-hmm. um, he's a bit more physical and a bit stronger I think Foster's still getting used to English football and he's still getting used to how defenders defend I don't know City next level but how they defend against it. and I think Obafemi is a little bit more wise to that and I think he might have done a bit of a better job but again you know there's their defence is just, yeah. you know, it is it's it is. difficult to judge against City. But so far, Foster, I thought he might crack on after his goal. Um He does look a little bit better, but Jerry's still out, but it's a bit harsh to judge him at the minute.
2: Yeah, I thought he'd kick on after his goal, but he's not really had a chance to kick on because we played Hull where he came on for like the last, what, 10 minutes, if that. Yeah, um, and then And then obviously Man City, he started and I thought he played well without the, the 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 stuff on the ball, um as we've mentioned. Uh man of the match, obviously not Haaland. It's gotta be a Burnley player before some smart horse puts Haaland in in the comments. Uh get your comments in your man of the match. I'll read them all out as and when. Um it's a difficult one to give and I know I look very silly giving it to a defender. Um but my man of the match for me were, were Bayer. Um I thought he was class. He did mm. very well defensively. Um that his ability to run out with the ball from the back he's doing this against the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, by the way, and Haaland and just running past them. And then he, he, he then helps us beat the lines. Um, and and, he, and he's just, he's just so good. I, I, I think he's the best defender that we've got. He's absolutely fantastic. I love the man. Um, I do, think, I do think we'd have been better with Ekdal next to him yesterday, um, but I'm not criticising uh, Eldakil too much again. I don't want to go back over it again. It's harsh to criticise me in that sort of role. Uh, but for me, Bayer, man of the match. Neil, who are you, man of the match, bud?
0: It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. Yeah, Bayer's up there. Um, I don't think anyone else played particularly well. Um, midfield was... But yeah, it's probably Bayer, to be fair. He did look comfortable. He did look probably out, of, yeah. out of, on the pitch. He did look the one who was most comfortable, um, and he was calm. Wasn't he? Whereas I think a few heads went at points. Um, yeah. yeah, probably, probably Bayer.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I think when you when you look at the Burnley players yesterday, and you look at who would be more suited to that level—not necessarily yeah. Man City winning Champions League level, not that they have yet, but may do—Premier uh, League's and stuff. He was the one that, that suited that role the most. Um, Sam, your man of the match.
3: Yeah, full house. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, midfield can't, can't really give him any stick. They're playing against like arguably the best midfield in the entire world. If you're coming up against mm. Kevin De Bruyne, um, and, and Rodri especially, at DM, yeah. He's arguably the best DM in the entire world. So you know you can't can't knock them. Attackers getting starved of of you know getting ball forward chances. So yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, full house. Here. I think that's the first time we've ever had a full house, especially with um, the full strength side, as Neil called um, this on Turfcast at the minute. When uh, when when we've got Sam and Neil, and he's like, "Oh, Turfcast going full strength uh, <laughs> for the we've FA Cup." A, we've
0: got a strong team off the FA Cup. I
2: think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, plenty of comments coming in. Though research says Bayer or Amin for me. Tinger seventy two says man of the match Bayer. Rural Claret says uh, Bayer Bawa. Um John Mead says Bayer, Harry says balls of steel, Bayer, Solent Clarence says Bayer for me. Nice to see him running at the city midfield. Harry says um always compose on the ball after his earlier comment. Uh, and David Logan says definitely Bayer. And then Solent Clarence comes in with a stat. Um Bayer touched the ball more than any other Burnley player with seventy eight touches and a passing accuracy of ninety eight point six. So that says all he, there, Dave Roberts game, under a different name. He may be, unless he's trying to apply for the Turfcast stat or. Really? Uh, yeah. If 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 you build a website, Solent, and start doing all these um, websites and stuff like that, then uh, yeah, I'll hire you. I can only pay you in ginger nuts, though. Um, and that's <laughs> that's the biscuit, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll move on to Hull then. It's a little bit more uh, of a happy sort of like um thing to talk about. Some good serotonin being released into our brains, which which has been done by Sheffield United, actually. Um, so we probably don't need to do the whole role, uh, but Sam, thoughts on the whole game? Um, obviously we won three one, um, pretty comfortable. I, my only annoyance is obviously conceding that goal late on, but we were the better side, deserved the win. I saw someone yesterday at City is like, oh, we got a bit lucky against Hull, didn't we? How that did we? I thought we absolutely dominated them. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the game, mate?
3: Oh, how, how do you concede that last <laughs> shot of the entire game? It's just so annoying. Like Pure that performance thing. deserved a clean sheet being capped yeah. off for a, for a perfect performance from nearly everybody. Like, you know, full backs were brilliant. Uh, Matson especially, was absolutely on fire. I thought he was brilliant. That ball into the box for Teller was insane. And it just proves why Alan Pace, get your blank check out, tell him whatever whatever you want will we'll do it. Because Nathan Teller has to be wearing Claret and Blue next season. He is yeah. absolutely... Incredible, every area of the game. His ability to, you know, read the game like he did for his for his third goal is incredible. His pace, honestly, defenders are, I get pro- flappy ass around him because he's so fast when he's in your face. Like, <laughs> and his ability to finish the ball—it's it, disgraceful. He, yeah. and he scored like twenty goals his entire career. and Seventeen have been with us. Like, it's a joke. It's isn't it? madness. It's- He's so good. Uh,
2: when he first joined, I'm like, this guy is just a bag, like, just out and out pace, which I don't mind because mm-hmm. it helps stretch the play. But then, he, he, if he goes through on goal, 99 times out of 100, he scores. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would put my if if a bookie turned around to me and said, "Ray, tell us through on goal. Do you want to put your mortgage on it?" I'd say yeah. But every time, mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, and and I'd be so much richer because of it. I think he's missed one chance went through on goal. Maybe two off the top of my head. But just having a, yeah, look, a look at some stats from the whole game. Um, I'm sorry, Todd, I know this is your job, but I, I got them up uh, before the um, before the show. Uh, we had nine shots to their 14, which I'm surprised about. They had six on target and we only had three shots on target. Obviously, Nathan Teller getting all of them and all of them. That just, but that just backs up what we're saying, doesn't it? He's so good at finishing. Um, but Neil, your thoughts on the whole game? Come to a win for the Clarets?
0: Come to win for the Clarets, doing what we do best, which is just... Dominating the championship because uh, they're not—they're quite good at home as well. Hull, so I thought. Yeah, markets, they're not bad at all. Not bad at the all. Yeah. Again, but they we just absolutely swept them away, didn't we? Agree that it's frustrating to concede that goal, but I think the way we play, I think we're always going to concede goals, um just because we are pushing and leaving ourselves a bit open a little bit. uh yeah. But yeah, just doing what we do best. And what is it now? Two more wins? Is it three more
2: wins? And we, uh... If we beat Middlesbrough, we will probably go up that day, depending on what Luton do. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got Sunderland next. Neil, as you know, they are pretty rubbish right now. Um, I presume yeah. everyone around there agrees with that. Um, and then if we beat Middlesbrough, at Middlesbrough, they can then only get 88 points, but we will have 91, is it? Or 90 off the top of my head. I've not got the league table up in front of me. Um, but Luton could still catch us if they win every game between now and then. But if we beat Middlesbrough at Middlesbrough, after beating Sheffield United at home... Middlesbrough can't catch us
0: yeah so we're closing in um and it was one of those but I agree with Teller I mean I I think I might actually change my Twitter thing to one of them that just literally tweets him and Alan Pace signing up every day yeah. until he does until he actually yeah we him. need to
2: create like a Turfcast bot don't we that just tweets yeah, yeah. Alan Pace like every 20 minutes sign the thing. it's like four in the morning he's like Whoa, what's this oh like, is that what do you yeah. count again He'll um, definitely block me uh, if I do that. Um, but obviously, a lot of the chat now is how do we keep hold of him? Um, As somebody said in the comments earlier, I've lost it now. Where is it? Oh, no, it's here. Um, I think a lot of it depends on if Southampton go down or not. I think I think a big part of it is, yes, if Southampton go down and we go up, why would he want to go back to Southampton? Um, But even if they stay up now, I think he likes it here so much or he seems to. The man never stops smiling. I absolutely love him. And that Supreme hat, it's just so good. I love it when he wears it. It's like, it's just perfect. Everything about him is just perfect. I love he the loves um, He loves it at Burnley. He loves it at Burnley. Exactly. Burley. We've what signed his
0: best mate. We've signed up with him. He's yeah. his best mate. He's hes clearly getting a buzz out of playing for company. Even yeah. if Southampton stay up, he's still one are going to come to us. There's no way he wants to go back to a club that didn't think he was good enough. He's, I he's,
2: completely agree. Um... But the problem is, uh, as Harry here says, think they'll want twenty mil plus. The problem is now they're gonna. The ball is in their court with the, with the uh, what's it. it called? The fee. Just pay now, it. Yeah, just pay it. If that is okay, the case, just pay, pay, it. pay it. However, the if chance of being a Chances with it being a loan, we might have had something already in place of oh, if we come to buy him whatever, who know we might not. We don't, I don't know the ins and outs of the contract, but I would pay that. I promise you, I'd pay it. I'd pay
0: that. And if it helps, Alan Pace, if you're watching, I'll buy all three kits next year. If it's gonna help, I'll do you know, I'll <laughs> do my bit, I'll do whatever.
2: What
1: um, I mean. my
2: camera's doing that thing again. Hopefully, you can all see me. Uh, uh hear me, sorry. Um yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, happy days. Uh fucking stupid thing. Um, but yeah, Harry does say that's the worry. Um, Pace will try and find an alternative. For this third, uh, sorry, Pace will try. Yeah, if they try and pass it out of out of a move, but i I'm, as then Harry goes on to say, I think it not necessarily forces a move, not necessarily stinks Southampton out and says I would have to move. Um, but I do think he just says, look, I want to stay at Burnley. And why would you want to keep a player Sam who has turned round and said I want to go to this club? He's not going to play for you at that kid uh, in that scenario, is it? All
3: you need to do is is. You know, break it down to what we've what we've said on this a million times. You you play for Southampton for two three years, get yourself into the fold, work your way through the ranks at, the, at the, in their youth academy, sort yourself out, get yourself into the first team. Or for all of a sudden, a manager to turn around and the club to go around and say you're not good enough, you need to drop down a level to improve yourself. He's improved himself dramatically, and that yes. team that he's with could potentially be in a higher division than the parent club or the same division. For me, why do you go back? Why do you go back to somebody that effectively said, you're not good enough to play for us. We need you to get better. Where when he's with us, we're just sitting there saying, you are one of the key components into what we do. You're one of the best players that we've seen. The fans love you. The club loves you. The manager loves you. He puts his faith in you every single week. You know, you've got Joe saying he put his bloody mortgage on it. What more do you need? Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, this is the thing. Like, there's, there's no, there's. I, I totally understand, like, the finances side, and obviously, any can anything can happen in football. But for me, there is no logic in Nathan Teller finishing this season and then going back over to Southampton Twitter and Southampton Instagram and putting posts on saying I love Southampton when he is literally. Adored this season with us, and it'd be like yeah. I reckon if he doesn't sign back for us, it'll it'll sit with him for the rest of his career. I reckon it'd be yeah. devastating. I think it might. A lot of it might also depend on who they get
0: because they haven't they haven't got a new permanent manager, have they? I'm not I can't remember.
3: Oh, uh, they bought they brought somebody in, didn't they? What's his name? I've I yeah. right. got morning.
2: somebody, but I'm not sure if he's just till the end of the season. I thought he
3: was
0: just into him, wasn't he? I thought he's only he, the academy manager or something. He was just gone into him, Ruben Sellers.
3: Right, okay. Yeah, so so,
2: check his contract out, Sam, while you're there.
0: It says
3: yeah. uh, Ruben Sellers appointed as manager at Southampton until the end of the season. Yeah, there you yeah, go. So That's, it's going to depend on who they bring in as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, but, I mean. It'll depend who they bring it. If Nathan Jones was still there, I'd be hundred percent confident that we keep him one hundred percent because of the stuff well, that he daft, said in January. He'd be daft enough
0: to sell him for a stupid price. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably. Yeah, David, and, David that, and that. But um, But it just don't make any sense as to why. As I'm just backing up what Sam said, it just don't make any sense for him, for Burnley Football Club, or even for Southampton. It don't make any sense for any of the parties that he would go back there because he wouldn't want to play for Southampton. Um, all right, it'll do well again in the championship for them which i think they will be in the championship but why why would you want a play that doesn't want to go it just do not make any sense it just doesn't want to it just doesn't want no. make any sense uh research does says that um seles wants a job permanently uh, but he obviously hasn't got it permanently yet um well, there was a comment earlier from john Here it is. Do we think he does it in the Premier League? Because obviously that was what Southampton said. Neil, they were like, oh, he's not good enough for the Premier League. Southampton fans, when he joined us, said he couldn't finish his tee. It turns out he's one of the best finishers I've seen since probably Andy Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely yeah, brilliant finisher. finisher. Um, but do yeah, you think he's going to do it in the Premier
0: League? I think so. I think a lot of the players are. Granted, yesterday's showing no, but that's against the top. There's two Premier Leagues. You've got the top bit and then you've got the rest of it. And the rest of it is Championship Standard and we're pissing that. So we've yeah. already beat yeah. Bournemouth. Was it Bournemouth? We already beat Bournemouth, didn't we? Yeah, 4-2. Um, yeah. 4-2 yeah. yeah, so um, I think so. And I think that the the coaching that company's done, every player he's bought has improved this season and they'll continue to do so. He's an elite coach. He's been coached by elite players. He's got a team around him who know what it's like to win. So I think 100% course
3: he can. Yeah, Sam, what are your Is thoughts? His game isn't about, you know, Getting shoved off at ball is his game. Is being able to be a split second ahead of any defender, get in front, or win your penalties in Premier League because he's so fast, he'll get to the ball quicker. He'll when you so many free kicks, which if we do manage to bring in, you know, like a a towering centre half and a, and a and a and a you know a big central midfielder, we could be you know back to being a bit of an aerial threat team as well. Um My thing is that I've said numerous times this team has. The ability to get to just get better. What we've seen this season, we're seeing players develop, but what we're seeing is what we haven't seen for a long time, which is we're seeing young players come in and watching their development as players. We're seeing mm. it's also come in completely unknown. I didn't know who he was. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, I knew who Saruri was, but he's come in and he's been unbelievable we've done that with a lot of players and I think Benson and Zereri will be great in Premier League. I think, you know, again, you put him up against Carl Walker all day. You know, you put any, this is, this is the argument I have for, for the City game. You can't judge players that are normally class for us against City because City are the best of that top, top half at table easily.
2: Yeah.
3: And they're one of the best teams in Europe. That top half of the Premier League for the majority of teams is, is a write off. You get into them games, you, you don't, you don't look at the fixture list and go, Hey, bloody hell, Liverpool, Man City back to back six points. That you think I can't be bothered with them, but I can't wait for Bournemouth Everton back yeah, to back. We're, yeah, yeah, we're not
0: we're not competing with them. We're competing yeah, with that's not aren't we? what we're
3: looking to do. So I, yeah. I think we go from strength to strength next season. I think we bring in some quality players. I think with the the broader look into into the you know the, the market abroad and the money that Vincent Company, who is quoted to having a sizeable enough budget to be able to invest in the team. I think we go from strength to strength. We make positions that haven't been, that have been a bit shaky better for next season. And I think we, we you know, clinch promotion and start planning for next season. And it's going to be an exciting summer for the Clarets. And yeah, can't wait. Yep. question here from Dale Usman. Been the last one
2: before we start wrapping up and, and showing the league table for that serotonin boost. Uh, do we all think we'll go back in for another striker in the summer or will VK stick with Foster, Aubert, and Teller if we keep in? Uh, number one, I think we keep Teller. Uh, number two, you've got to look at Barnes probably leaving uh, this summer. I expect Jay to leave this summer. I don't even know what's up with the Jay anymore. I just, I, we're not getting any updates on him or anything anymore. Um, so I think the fact that he's been a bit injury prone and missed a lot of this season, I think he either gets shipped out in the summer or we bring somebody in anyway in case he gets injured again. I, I think we we'll go and get somebody else, another striker. I don't see Teller as a striker though. I know I know he's scored most of our goals, but he's more of like a versatile forward who can play pretty much anywhere on on, on the front row. Um, in terms of out and out strikers, uh, we've got Foster, Barnes, and Jay uh, again. All can play on the left. Um, I, I I think we we'll go and get another striker personally. Near, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, we'll go and get Ireland.
2: We've got the budget. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, know, yeah, I do. I think we will. Um, I agree with you. I think Jay's on his way out because it's a couple of seasons now. He sort of starts strong. Then his legs seem to go a little bit. And then yeah. we don't really see the best of him again until he's had a good rest. Barnes, he'll go. Um, so, yeah, 100%, I think we'll go for a striker. Um, Obafemi, he'll, he'll sign permanent. I know he's on loan at a minute, but he'll, he'll be signing yeah, permanent. Yeah, sure. I always so. forget
2: he's on loan, to be fair.
0: Um, so, yeah, I think we will. I think we'll go for one, year. Yeah. Um,
2: don't know who. I don't know who at this point, but I think we will. Yeah, it'll be some unknown randomer from the Belgian second division yeah. league that turns out to be the next Haaland. Uh, I mean, I'll get an FM, FM system and system
0: check, out, check stats out on FM and give you a verdict.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Sam, your <clears throat> thoughts? Yeah. Again, it's going to sound like a broken record, but blank check. Send it to Coventry. Tell them we'll have Jochores for whatever. Best player, best striker I've seen. In the championship for a million years, he's absolutely incredible. He's got everything. He's got everything that Haaland's got in the exact obviously not the same way, but you know, um, he's got he's got the the size advantage, the strength advantage, the pace advantage, the striker IQ advantage, uh, the finishing ability, he's got everything. If you can if you can tell me that we'll bring in Nathan Mattson, Bayer and uh Girakesh, and then a central midfielder. Honestly, I'd I, I be laughing. I'd be creasing yeah. into a Premier League season.
2: Yeah.
3: Is that we're how you pronounce to... it then?
2: I, I just called him, call him Big Vic because I had no idea how to pronounce it.
1: But I don't well, to pronounce it. It's, the it's next even different than I might need
3: to. Giocares, But I
0: just pick one and roll with it, really. <laughs> Sounds yeah. right. I think we're going to have to rely on the pulling power of companies to get him because we won't be the only club looking at him. So, 100%.
2: Everton want him. So, yeah. So, uh, Everton. Yeah, I've
0: about like Everton, Everton
3: have an opportunity when you've got Vincent Kompany and the direction the club's going in. You think that he looks at that shambles of a football club and thinks, "Oh, I'd love to go there." Big bright. I don't know. Stadium, I think so. I, it's it's one of them, in isn't it?
2: It's it's do we? It depends how they end the season. If they end the season on a positive note, then I think they're another club that will be looking up and thinking we can push the top half this season. But if they end it just staying up or even going down, then then no. Um, but a lot of people agreeing with you, Victor. Obviously, Solent there, Big Vic. Um, research did say earlier that he doesn't think we'll be getting another striker. Uh, according to Andy Jones at the Athletic, Foster is definitely seen as the guy. Uh, yeah, I have seen um, Andy saying that. But, he, but that's even with Barnes and Jay leaving, I think we'll get other strikers to come in just to fill that role. Anyway, that, that might also
0: be the case. That is the guy. But if it doesn't work, company's not just going to like keep going with it. He's going to. Replace it, isn't it? So even if he is the guy and it's not working, he'll he'll find someone else.
2: Exactly that. That's another debate. If it carries on where it's not working, um, then um, yeah, he'll he'll he'll. I think he, I don't think he's a tough of manager to be stubborn and just constantly play the man that he brought in and be like, mm-hmm. yes, I want this to work. I do think that he will be like, okay, well, look how I'm look how quickly he changes he's games. He's, he's exactly. changed
0: games half, half an hour in before if it's not working. He's not um he's not loyal and he's not stubborn. If it's not working, he'll change it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, fair enough. So we're at that point in the show where I give everyone a boost or try to give everyone a boost and bring in the league table. There it is. Uh, Currently top of the league, obviously. Now have a game in hand on Middlesbrough, but the gap has shrunk ever so slightly to, um, what is it, 16 points. Mass is terrible, so if I do get it wrong, feel free to shout at me. Um, To Middlesbrough, that is. And of course, 13 points to Sheffield United. Uh, Luton down in fourth on 64 points. I was a bit annoyed with the top six teams yesterday, apart from Middlesbrough. They all fucked up, didn't they? Uh, Millwall, I think, drew or lost. Oh, it says it right there, a fucking idiot. Millwall lost. Uh, Luton and drew. Um, obviously, Norwich drew. Coventry won, but then you've got West Brom and Watford and everyone else all drawing. Um, and it, it played into the horse fiddler's hands a little bit. Um, I think they will probably finish in the top six now, if I'm honest. Um, hopefully, today is so damaging to them that they don't recover and then they finish 11th, you know, something ridiculous like that. That would be um, something good to see. Um, but, um, I think the question is now, I mean, the question has been we are going up, it's just a matter of case of if not when, as my camera decides to turn off again. Um, but when are we going up? Does does everybody think we're going to go and get your comments in in the chat as well? Does everybody think we're going up against Middlesbrough, or we're we going to go up against Sheffield United the couple of days later, or are we going to have to wait even later than that? Neil, when do you think we're going up, man?
0: Um, I think Borough purely because I'll be there, so that'll do me. Yep,
2: fair enough. Sam, when you think we're going up, you think we'll have to wait a little bit? Easter weekend seems like the perfect time to do it, doesn't it? A good it,
3: time Sam? to go up, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, we could, we, we already beat Middlesbrough. So I'd like to think that we could, we could get something from them. But I have, you have to give credit to Michael Carrick. He's done a brilliant job. Um, they're playing some brilliant football, uh, doing what we've done before, where, you know, concede goals and can still, can still come back and win a game. I per- personally, I, I hope Sheffield United at home. I hope we get the redemption from that five-two. Um, yeah, but my, my my the logic in me is saying reading away. You know, I hope it's not reading because I've got tickets for Borough just
2: because I'm like, right, we could go up. I'm getting a ticket. I don't care if none of my friends want to go I'm with me or my dad. I've just I've just bought one singular ticket. I will go up on my own. I do not care. I just want to see him go up. It's like what two hours away, Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize at the time it was an eight o'clock kickoff or 7.45 or whatever, so that'll be fun. Uh, driving back on the A1M or whatever it is at that time. Um, but Reading, it's just a little bit further in it, and I don't know if I can be asked. I mean, I will go if, if it's a chance of going up on that day, I'll obviously go, but I'd, I really, I'd rather have it sewn up by then so I could just just sit back and chill out when Reading's on. Um, I'm thinking Chef United, I think, um, Luton, um, Oh, there's actually Luton can't catch us now, actually. So, yeah, it, it will be Middlesbrough. Just thinking about the Luton game yesterday, thinking out loud. Um, yeah, as Dale Husband says, Reading away will be a bit of an anti-climax. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does say he thinks we'll draw at Borough. Uh, John Mead, love to win it at home. I, th- I, th- I think it would be nice if we won it at home. Obviously, like we did the last few times. Um, so, that would be good. Uh, not win it, sorry. Um, promotion. Um, Solent says he's going to Reading, so hope it's in. I mean, I... I haven't got Reading tickets yet. I didn't even know they're on sale, if I'm honest. Um, but I think uh, they are, are they? Are they? I don't I think, they, are, think they... Are they. Oh right, I don't know. Obviously, he's just got plans to go then. But um, it's one of them. Like I'll, I'll go. Uh, I, I think we we'll do it, chefing out at home, as Sam said. I think we we'll just get a bit of redemption. I think we'll be up for it. Um, when do we win? The title and... when? Sorry. When do we win the title? Uh, I don't know the maths on that one. I think. No. I think. Well, if they're only three points ahead of them, then we will probably do it the week after, could not we? By, by that logic. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that there's an yeah. account on Twitter. There's a, there's an account on Twitter that says Reading on sale tomorrow. By the way, um, which means I'm going to, have to buy another fucking ticket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reading on sale tomorrow. There's an account on Twitter. I can't remember who it is. I think it might be Burnley Mundial that Nathan runs. I can't remember. Sorry to the account who runs it if I've got that wrong. Um, who keeps tweeting when we can go up and like the maths behind it. We can actually go up on April the first when we're not playing, uh, which would be fucking shit. I, I hope we don't do that. We'll sort of be sat at home in front of his TV. He's going, yay, promotion! Um, but yeah, uh, fingers crossed we do it at home against Chef United. But um, I think I, I, I think Easter weekend at some point is when we go up. And I, I'm not that arsed to be honest. Um, whether we go when we go up, as long as we go, up, which we are doing. Uh, Chef United will get a points deduction if they go into administration. Says Harry. I mean, I think they'll have enough to, to see the season out. No, we get season, won't it? That'll be next season it, it depends on how it affects the table, and if, if they then finish second and get promoted, but a twelve point deduction would mean that they don't. I think I think the league do it. Then oh, I think right. it's up to the EFL's discretion. I'm not sure entirely. Um, I'm not sure entirely. Um, but yeah, we'll start wrapping it up. Thank you, lads, for coming on the show, Neil, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening in the comments. Uh, sorry, typing in the comments. Uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, thank you to you as well. It's been a pleasure. Um yeah thank you very much uh, Sam do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and where they can have a chat
3: yeah it's the uh, it's the Clarence Roundup page on Twitter Uh just come over and have a chat love talking <laughs> football and Burnley and everything so yeah whenever
2: even after yesterday Neil uh, where can everyone find Turfcast's official panellist
0: uh, at Neil Layfield on Twitter and um yeah, Instagram but there's far less football on Instagram to first just me dogs
2: Definitely. If you like, if you like dogs, Neil's got two. Um, I've got one as well. I've never put a picture up of him because he's a little shit. Um, but yeah, uh, genuinely thank you loves, for coming on. I know it's probably been shoe hunting on Mother's Day and things like that. Um and Sam with you coming straight from work as well. It's always appreciated. It's good to have yeah. Sam back. It's good good to have you back, Sam. It's been a while. We've been having there. to do shows earlier on when Sam's at work. Um, so thank Sam Sean. can't make it on earlier on Sundays. And when I'm working on Sundays, I have to have it earlier. And then I tried to get him on another time, but then he couldn't make it on for some. We get stuck in traffic or something. I can't remember. Oh mate.
3: I, I was coming back from from like a family event, and I, I, were, I were in traffic for about four days.
2: <laughs> yeah, is what it was. Good to get you back, mate. It's always good chatting. Uh, gotcha. Dale Husband says, "Nice one, lads." David Logan uh, says, "Great show as always." m mac says cheers lads Enjoy the rest of your day i will thank you very much because i'm going to go and put arsenal on now uh, i think they're currently winning one 0 i'm just going to go and watch tv Matt, have a beer i'm not working today um so i'm looking forward to just chilling out in front of the fire um which will cost me a bomb because gas and electrics absolutely ridiculously expensive these days but yeah thank you everybody for watching and listening i will oh it's international break now isn't it i'm going to say i'll be doing a show again soon um who knows? I might do something over the next week or so. But there's obviously um, no pregame show coming up for a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, Harry says straight to Twitter to laugh at the bastards. I will be doing that as well. Yeah. I have some <laughs> tweets lined up. But this is what annoys me running this page. Because obviously there's a million Burnley pages now. Uh, no disrespect to the other Burnley pages, because is, for example, is fantastic. But then you, there's just so many like pages that sometimes I think of a tweet, I go and do something... And then I come back an hour later, and somebody's done that tweet, and I've got a mm-hmm. I've got a tweet that I'm going to do pretty much straight away. I'm going to go on Twitter cards first. the can't wait. For someone going, oh, you stole it off me uh, when I didn't. Um, but yeah, straight to Twitter's laughter the bastard. So thank you all for watching. I am definitely going to go now. Thanks everybody for commenting. Thanks to the lads for coming on. It's appreciated. And I will probably do a show some point this week. Uh, and the pre-game show will be back before the Sunderland game. So thanks for watching, listening, commenting, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
3: See all. Goodbye.